Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 288, episode 2 of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, yeah! a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness, and it is Tuesday, May 23rd, 2023, 52323, yeah. uh, which of course means national lucky, if you got a lucky penny, ooh, rub that shit, rub that shit today. And be kind to it. Be kind there's to there's a lot of penny. shit riding on the shoulders of lucky penny absolutely also national taffy day so it feels like i'm spending a day taffy. at my grandparents house Woof. yeah they're like you got a lucky <laughs> right. do you have a lucky penny <laughs> okay hey, well now i you found have behind your ear <laughs> a lucky penny a lucky oh, penny. I remember that. and literally i found some taffy <laughs> but that was in the couch cushion it might be yeah. from 73 but it's <laughs> it's still edible i believe Oh, shit. Well, my name's Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Jack O.B., Miles of Grey. Read the news. Yeah, Miles and Jack reading the news. Ooh. That is uh, Obladioblada, a.k.a. courtesy of Pat on the Discord. Blada. And I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Oh, it's Miles Gray, a.k.a. the one of the saddest guys in town. The Lakers are looking like we're just crawling to a stop. Arsenal yeah, has man. fully just we've succumbed to Man City and I'm and now I'm just I'm just me. Oh no. I come it's to a you bad Arsenal weekend. Oh we've we've been falling apart, Jack. I've been not talking oh, about sorry, it because you I don't pay you to be my therapist. I pay a oh. therapist to be my therapist. And they're like do you want to talk about something else except for sports? I'm like, it's taking up a lot of my mind right now. <laughs> so I want to get that out of the way. I want to make I want to make peace with that. Oh man, yeah. have you seen the show Ted Lasso? Uh that's oh, got- fuck. <laughs> Yeah. And you know what? They brought that up that's and I was like, cool stuff I'm like, to you say bring about up Ted Lasso sports one- and psychology, Miles. Fuck no, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Miles, we are thrilled to be joined by a brilliant actor, comedian, writer, podcast host yeah. who you know from countless podcasts and her show tv i say with ashley ray which makes all the year endless please welcome the brilliantly talented ashley ray 
Ashley. I'm so good. Yeah. I, oh my gosh. I I love the Ted Lasso hate from the beginning because oh yeah, that fuck. truly was my overrated. Oh yeah. It, like <laughs> I I'm not even joking. I had it written. Oh, uh, yeah. have you seen have you seen a Ted Lasso? <laughs> have you seen it says so oh, much about masculinity you're unhappy and have sports. You seen Ted Lasso? Like, have yeah. you have you tried it? <laughs> have you tried I Ted just Lasso? Got, I just got of... an AFC Richmond jersey. I'm like, that's gonna look pretty stupid in a couple of years. I'm gonna just tell you that right now. But hey, oh, go man. ahead. Do you, do you, do you so cool. do with thou. But yeah, um yeah. what's I mean, uh you're you're on strike like the rest of the writers. Yes, yeah. I'm on strike. Uh, so I've been catching up on a lot of TV. It's just finally time to sit down, watch 10 seasons of Vanderpump Rules. Uh, <laughs> I've watched all of like the new Selling Sunset in a day. Oh, I'm yeah. just, you know, it's time to just really sit down and, and connect with all the TV that, that I'm not writing or, you know, because yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so much fun being on strike. <laughs> you know, you go to the picket line. You eat some free pizza that Jerry Seinfeld brought you. Right. It's great. It's fun to see all the celebrities that pull up in solidarity. Like I saw Flavor Flav came up. Like, oh, one yeah, of the, yeah. The, he brought a bunch of burgers. Bar- yeah, brought a bunch of burgers. And I'm like, <laughs> noted, <laughs> noted, noted, noted. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Larry yes, David sent a, a coffee truck. Uh, the Daniels, they brought a bunch of Arby's to Netflix one day. <laughs> so <laughs> Arby's. I love those, too. Yeah. That's like kind of a divisive one. Does Arby's travel? Not, it doesn't. Yeah. And like, and, but they're up and the street from I, Arby's. Right? It was very close, but like they got, and they, to their credit, they stole a tray from the Arby's and just like covered <laughs> it in like curly fries and mozzarella sticks. Oh, but I think they no. did a disservice going with like a lot of the fried stuff. Yeah. Because that just yeah. like, you know, right. by the time you make it one loop around the picket line, it's it's cold. Yeah, it's no good. It's yeah, harsh. Arby's got the meats. They can you can have a turkey yeah. sandwich from there too. Hoagies and grinders. I wouldn't mind a little yeah. roast. Hey, beef. come on, Meat Mountain. Yeah. Remember when they used to do that when they put all of them on uh, one sandwich? Yeah, yeah. And now they're doing that. like sliders or something. Anyway, let's, yeah, let's, they got like a slider thing. They're trying to really redo yeah, things. Yeah, Arby's, Arby's. There's like the one Arby's of note in L.A. Is that one <laughs> yeah, on Sunset? Like by Netflix, so I can. All right. It looks like it could be the original Arby's, like the sign that's it's, outside yeah. of it yeah. looks like it's in the background of the taxi driver movie. Post. Yeah, right, right. Like it it's, looks like the one at the original McDonald's. That's like yeah. this is the first one. You know, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Oh. You you are one of our foremost TV thinkers, writers. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. it's a time of prestige television. So I'm glad to hear that you're. You know, get getting caught up on Vanderpump and uh, other history. the other yeah. things, the other prestige uh, franchises. Oh yeah, uh, I've uh, watched a solid maybe two to three seasons of Bar Rescue. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> love that. Oh, Is that, love it. That, I mean, Ashley, I feel like we have very similar like you know tastes in TV. You also love the ninety day Trash Averse, and you know yes. you've you've, you've oh, helped God, yeah. guest co host four twenty day fiance. Yeah. Are you are you like me where you like that genre of reality show, which is expert yells at stupid people like like yes. like Tabitha Salon Takeover? Yeah, Tabitha Salon Takeover, yeah. Bar Rescue, like on the Kitchen evil nightmares. end of the spectrum, like My 600 Pound Life and like Hoarders. Oh, are <laughs> they? Shark wait, is, does Shark Tank count as that or no? When it's good, when they, when someone it has can, a bad yeah. yeah, when it's good. But sometimes the people on Shark Tank, it's like, OK, you're smart. This is boring. Right. You know? Right. I want. I want someone who's just like they're yelling and they're like, you shouldn't store cat piss in your fridge. And that's well, why not? Like, well, why not, Mark? You know, why not? Why can't I do that? What's the issue? (laughs) Sounds like an issue with that's my favorite part of Shark Tank is when a pitch goes south and then the person gets salty. 
with the yeah, sharks yeah. and you're like oh okay go ahead blow it up now it's good go ahead blow yeah. it up Maverick I'll watch. <laughs> yeah right exactly <laughs> yo man you're ruining luca's career bro you're ruining luca's <laughs> career anyway that's fine i yeah. mean i can see that sure you don't want to buy my my cat piss containers but at least i know what to do with luca <laughs> refrigerated Ron. cat piss containers <laughs> refrigerated cat piss containers. you never Switch. know when you're gonna want those refrigerated well i'm sorry man yeah. you started your pitch saying what doesn't yeti make that everyone's asking for <laughs> Something that keeps your yeah. cat piss cold. Something that keeps your cat piss cold. <laughs> Explicitly, specifically for uh, cat But piss. yeah, that's that's the, the brand of reality TV I love. Yeah. I've been diving back into all the trash. Did all of uh, I Am Jazz seven seasons. Watched it in three days. It's a problem. What's I Am I Jazz? Uh, it's this TLC reality show. Jazz. <laughs> yeah, it's about and it's about intramural intramural jazz done by this girl Jazz Jennings who was like the youngest first trans woman to like be like on TV. Oh, she did shit, like okay. 2020 when she was like 6 years old and then her parents were like, "Oh, we can make money off of this for a long time." Oh. And they put her on a reality show that has gone on from basically when she was like 12 to now 22 and in college. And most of the show you're just like Please let this girl just live a normal life and get her off of TV. Please just like let her leave her alone. Right, right, and then right. you see a mom who's just like, no, no. <laughs> and it's I, I and prefer I, not uh, to actually. Yeah. Just her mom being like, yeah, I see what you're saying about maybe how she could use some privacy. But have you ever considered that I like being on television? Right. And it's great. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> right. That sounds amazing. All right. Uh, well, Ashley, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. Yeah. First, a uh, couple of things we're talking about later in the episode. We're going to check back in with Harlan Crow. The Atlantic hit us with another puff piece from our boy, Graham Wood. Graham Wood. Knock on wood, Graham. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. He, he's still a fan. It, Dude. You won't believe it. So he finally got the invite that he's been dying for. This Simping is the guy who for was Harlan like, Crow is so fucking sad to me. Yeah. And he's like yeah. a lifelong Harlan Crow simp. He's like, I've peered through the gates of his house and wondered what it would be like to be inside <laughs> there. And so, therefore, the Atlantic has made this my beat. Me, my the beat. strangest yeah. person to, <laughs> like, the person with the strangest connection to the story possible. I'm now the authority on that. Uh, anyways, yeah. we'll we'll talk about that weird story. We'll talk about David Zaslav, uh, Warner Brother Discovery the CEO, the Zaz, <laughs> the Zaz, pulled up to BU, his alma mater, to deliver a uh. commencement speech, and it was unlike presumably what he was expecting. Different than an but, all hands meeting at yeah, Warner Discovery. Yeah. They handed him his ass. Yes, I would say. exactly yeah. what Zazz you are expecting uh, hearing that sentence, but unlike what the Zaz was expecting. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Adidas's plan to sell off the remaining Yeezy gear with like some proceeds going to charity. But it's basically like, man, we're upside down on this shit. We, we got to get rid of the bells. <laughs> and then Disney Plus is getting rid of a whole bunch of content from yeah they're doing the whole bunch of tv they're doing the we're writing it down as a loss and therefore you're never allowed to see it again thing Jesus. all of that plenty more but first ashley we do like to ask our guests what is something from your search history uh this week in my search history deep dives into california and new jersey child support laws because on the latest season of Selling Sunset, one of the new people is Nick Cannon's baby mama. Wow. Which, yeah, I had no idea Nick Cannon's reach would 
hit the selling sunset universe i think by the year 2028 every tv show will feature one of nick cannon's baby mamas (laughs) and this is the first and she like wait brie is one of nick brie brie is nick cannon's baby mama and she is six weeks post baby and basically all of these women in the in the oh the oppenheimer group are like how can you be with him? Like, is he a good dad? And she's like, that's my man. That's my family. I stand by him. We're such a, we're in an open relationship, but he's my man. And then she finds out two days later, he had a baby that he, she just did not even know was coming. She's like, wait, there's another baby. No idea. And she's talking to all the other women. And she's like, well, in California, if a man has more than 10 children, they can just be like, he can't afford any more child support. So, like, Nick Cannon doesn't have to pay anymore because he had so many kids. Uh, But this kid is baby number eight. So, makes it in the window. But then a bunch of people were like, she's wrong. That's not how California child support laws work. So, I had to Google it for myself to really get to the bottom of this thing. And it turns out that's not true. At 10 kids in California, they can, like, relook at your financial status and be like, hey, let's, like, across the board bring the amount down for all your 20 children. But there's never a a limit where it's like, yeah, yeah, where it's like you got too many kids, like anybody after 12, we're sorry. Yeah, Yeah. so that interpretation of the law seems like it was written by Nick Cannon. 100%. Like, I think 100% (laughs) the law has like Cannon and Cannon. He has like a copy and pasted text he sends (laughs) to these women that's like, but just so you know, in California, he's like, oh, let me put you on the phone with my lawyer, which is me, who I'm gonna gaslight you with a bunch of legalese right now, speaking in a silly voice, but let me tell you, girl. (laughs) And literally, by the time they finish filming the season, apparently, he already has three other kids after Bree's kid. It's like within five months. It is wild. Wow, wow, wow. Bree. Okay. That may, I'm like reading things like she so, found about child nine, like on the set. <laughs> on the set. Like she's just hanging out, trying to sell a house, opens her phone and is like, what? Whoops. Oh. Yeah. And the other girls are not nice about it. No, I can't. I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just so you know, they are not supportive. <laughs> no, I've seen. Yeah. Because they, 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 they move in a certain way. Like I, I remember like Amanza when she was struggling and I was uh, like, are, are y'all yeah. even like the brown woman some some problems here selling Sunset? Because that's what it looks like to me. That's what it is. Yeah. And it's yeah. And, and we have some new big bads this season. So my search history has just been dedicated to understanding all things child support and right. real estate law in California. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, shit. I just love that he's treating like paternity like a subway punch card. He's like, I got to 10, right. man. There's no such, there's no yeah. such thing as child support. At this After point. 10, yeah. you're good. Yeah, you're After good, 10, bro. you're good. He also did a big interview where he said LA his Times. favorite, chi- yeah. like he was like, my favorite child is Onyx. And he was like, three days a week, I make sure to be with Onyx, which is the child born right after Bree's kid. Oh, <laughs> and their no. child is called Legendary Love. Yes, Legendary Love, who does not make his favorite. Not <laughs> Onyx is the up. only one he's like, I oh go to bat for gosh. her. <laughs> he's like, because I fucked with the rap group Onyx back in the day. <laughs> Named you after that. Slam! House of Pain. <laughs> <laughs> he also was just the subject of an LA Times article that was like, everybody like pigeonholes him as guy with lots of kids. But what you don't know is... He's like clearing fifty million dollars a year, which sounds like it's yeah. gonna. Sounds like it, he had the wrong interpretation of the child support law when when he did that yeah. story. Because sound yeah yeah 
Because it's like, you don't want people to know how much money you're making. I think, like, Nick, this is going to be a tax issue in the future. Like, I just, he's not making good choices here. Right. Right. Unfortunately. I don't care how many hair wraps you're wearing. He He might want to Google some California child support laws because he clearly doesn't know what he's working with. He's in like, my honor, I will represent myself today. (laughs) And I do believe uh, section 220 subcold three, you have 10 shorties. Did you say subcold? I don't know. Look, my yeah. honor, it's been a long day. I Look, have 12 okay, kids. Right <laughs> I have 12 kids. I have been in the court of Wild and Out all day. So tired. Do you have any idea how many colds I've had? I've had all the colds. All the, <laughs> every flu, every variant of flu currently traveling through the, the public school system in California. Uh, what is something that you think is overrated? I truly had Ted Lasso written on my list. Uh, I I do still watch it in this third season. The finale is in two weeks. This last episode, I thought, was one of the corniest things I've ever seen on TV. And then I get on Twitter and everyone is like, I cried for 30 hours after that episode of Ted Lasso. That was, (laughs) yeah, that's just, that was the most beautiful thing when they had the mean guy play violin while a woman did a monologue and you were like, oh my gosh, uh, humanity is beautiful. I just, (laughs) I was just like sitting there like, am I having a stroke? Like, am I just, have I become the world's meanest hater that I don't understand what people are saying in this? What what is, what is it? I'm, and I, I know I always just oh, joke a lot. Yeah, that's... I say this as a joke. I'm like, but what is it about? Because te- I get <laughs> everybody loves it. I watch it. And for whatever reason, it rubs me the wrong way. For some yeah. reason, I'm not. And I'm not. And I went into it being like, yeah, fuck with soccer. Yeah, go ahead. And then I was yeah. like, I don't know, man. I think I, in my mind, I was like, I'm too far gone for this show is how I sort of described I, it like I'm damaged goods and I can't it's appreciate interesting because the first season is incredible like I will give the first season all that credit if you're gonna watch it just watch the first season it started as this sharp 30 minute sitcom that was you know about like enemies becoming friends and your pretty standard tropes but in an interesting way with soccer and then somewhere along the way, they were like, how about instead of 30 minute episodes, we make the episodes an hour. And instead of a funny sitcom, we turn it into like a drama rom-com. And actually, oh, it can just shit. be like 10 different genres all shoved together. So sometimes it's like a sports show and sometimes it's a rom-com and sometimes it's like a feminist good time. And I don't think anyone knows what they're doing. And they just kind of gave in to all the fan service of like, oh, fans want Roy Kent to be like nice and funny. So let's make him nice and funny right. now. Oh, they don't want Nate to be evil. So let's like keep Nate not too evil and just make him nice again for no real reason. And it just really is one of those shows. I don't think we've seen a show like this in modern times that has like lost its way so thoroughly because it gave in to like all of the awards and fan service oh, and just was like, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Like, there's no reason for these episodes to be an hour long. Like, you watch it and you're just like, why am I still what? Like, how is it still going? Right, right, right. You're looking at your watch. Like, how is it? Okay. We, covered, Truly. we covered how Jason Sudeikis recently revealed that, like, Ted Lasso originally was, like, mean, like, every football coach in the world actually is. And then, yeah. like, full of toxic masculinity. And then he 
like when Trump got elected, he had the insight that like maybe people just need a, a nice person. And then it sounds like they have systematically had that same insight about every single character and every like conflict and negative yes. emotion that is like, what if everyone was just happy and yeah. like, they revealed their trauma immediately and then had it smoothed out by just good old fashioned American optimism? What, what about yeah. that? There's no conflict. There's no anytime they try to create conflict, you know that it's not real. There's a character who comes out of the closet this this season and one of his friends kind of acts like, oh, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Don't touch me. And you're like, oh, no, is he homophobic? Is this going to be an actual issue? But almost, I was immediately like, no, his problem is that he can't believe the guy lied to him, but he's totally supportive. Yes. And by the end of the episode, he's showing sure up to his door with flowers like, it's not that you're gay. It's just that you didn't tell me for five years. Right. And it's like. And I shouldn't have centered okay. myself in your process of coming. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, great. I'm glad we spent, you know, f- four episodes on this just so we can end on them playing video games together and being buddies again. OK, great. <laughs> right, right. Right. Amazing. Uh, and yeah, because yeah, I remember initially when that character came out, it was like a promo for NBC Sports. And yeah, he was like a he was like a hard ass football coach trying to deal with the this club I think oh the ted lasso character when yeah, he originally yeah, yeah. came as like, a, cart- a like a commercial yeah it was like an extended <laughs> mid-roll basically youtube like yeah. viral clip and then yeah they, they kind of quickly faded off but yeah yeah they figured it out. and i think you can just tell jason sudeikis is tired of playing this character i think he doesn't really understand why this is the show that he's doing that like blew <laughs> up like this right. like you watch now and you just kind of it's like he has just like this sense of like why do people like this yeah yeah I feel like he's baffled. I think they're going to get it right with the next prestige TV show adapted from a TV commercial character. Jake from State Farm is actually oh, yeah. going to be just like a pro- a fixer uh, in Washington yeah. sort of scandal, but with, <laughs> without any of the conflict or pathos. And Jake right. from State Farm just like fixes it easily. Yeah. yeah Apple cool TV is working on this. As we speak. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like they have some scab writers who are getting it down. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fully yeah. written by AI. What is something <laughs> that you think is underrated? Yeah, uh, a very TV-centric list, as you know, as the host of TV, I say. Underrated, I'm going with Mrs. Davis on Peacock. It's an amazing show that no one is talking about because Peacock doesn't promote their TV shows. Right. They ju- The only one they want people to know about is Bubkiss with Pete Davidson, but they have this other show, <laughs> Mrs. Davis, that is revolutionary. It is the best show I've watched this year, and no one is talking about it. Whoa, What's it okay. about? What is, After uh, being yeah, ousted uh, from uh, her convent, Sister Simone vows to destroy the one responsible, powerful artificial intelligence known as Mrs. Davis. Wait, what? Exactly. It is about a nun who is trying to destroy this massive AI system that's taken over the world. Uh, Basically, it's like, you know, you put a little AirPod in your ear and it scans your brain and knows everything you want, everything you want or need. It can like help you achieve. So everyone in the world is obsessed with this AI product. And this one nun blames it for killing her father and is out for revenge. And that is basically the high level story. It's Damon Damon Lindelof. uh, Damon Lindelof. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and stupid he's so, yeah, stupid don't, you don't name, have to pronounce it correctly. <laughs> but with this in Watchmen, I am like he's my favorite. He's killing I, like, it. Yeah. He's killing it. All the performances are so good. Uh Betty Gilpin is the lead. The guy from Greek. Yeah, Greek Hive. Uh if you're <laughs> out there, uh <laughs> yeah, Evan in. from Greek is the main like guy in it. 
<laughs> and amazing. it's so incredible. It's just that only scratches the surface of what the show is about, but it is probably the smartest written thing I've seen on TV this year. It is one of those shows that makes you go, oh, yeah, human people need to write television. This is why it's so incredible and smart. <laughs> right. It's it's so good. And I wish that I I wish Peacock would do as much advertising for their shows as I do. Like I promote <laughs> Peacock shows more than their own PR department. And so, yeah, Mrs. Davis, yeah. please. Yeah, I wow. can't figure out why the streaming economy doesn't work where you just like make these really expensive prestige shows and then just like dump them in the dark. Yeah. And then in the dark and you don't tell to, anyone. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, then you're just like, oh, but Pete Davidson's Bubkiss will put up 10 million billboards about it. Right, right, well, right. I blame I blame the writers personally. <laughs> I think it's they're they're just too selfish. Or, or could you imagine it, it's at the work of an algorithm and the peacock marketing algorithm's like, I don't know, do we need oh, to yeah. about AI like someone destroying me? No, no, no. It's just yeah, uh, let's not promote that one. Let's not promote that. Let's yeah. really focus on Bubkiss and the wrestling that Peacock has for some reason. Right. It's okay, good for yeah. I mean, because it's true, like the marketing really is not great. Like we had Jason Walliner on when Paul T. Goodman came out, and like yeah. a lot of our listeners are like what's this show? And they're like, I have Peacock. I have Peacock and haven't heard about it. Like, I check Peacock every day and it won't tell me about, like, new seasons of shows <laughs> right. I have watched on Peacock. Right, right. Like, I watched all of the first season of Killing It and I know it got a second season that I think comes out soon. Right. And I, like, Peacock's not like, hey, that show you watched is coming back. You want that? Yeah. It's like, you want more know, of that? I guess. If you want, yeah. it's theirs. Check it out. Like, and don't be so, so yeah, I gotta, I gotta scream about Mrs. Davis, kill AI, and she's a hot nun. Love so there you go. There you go. Man. All right. Well, let's take a quick break and we will be right back. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God. We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. And we're back. And Harlan Crow is just a regular old guy and mm -hmm. everybody needs to cool it. Yep. I don't know. Yeah. Do you have to say anything more than that? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't familiar with Harlan Crow before all of this controversy. So I was shocked that he apparently had a stan in this like Graham Wood guy <laughs> who was just like, oh, I've been into this dude and he's just a regular dude. You know, like all of our grandpas, he's like funding a Supreme Court judge, you know, right. just a regular old dude. And yeah. just like all else. of them. This is shit he's yeah. been caught for. You know what I mean? Like, How yeah. else would you unburden yourself with uh, generations of inherited wealth? Was he said, one of the yeah. things that this yeah. writer he's not buying, wrote. He's not buying Nazi crap. He's unburdening himself he's with this wealth by buying you know. historical relics that's yeah. all it is and if so, you're gonna buy historical relics why would it be of say the country you live in no. or maybe right. something related why wouldn't it be nazis yeah it's gotta be it's gotta be cool yeah. man here's the thing you gotta they, understand you know, about there's white so people. much history <laughs> like there. The article goes in on, you're like huh yeah but so the first like as people were you know as the uh propublica series was being published the Atlantic came out with this article that made headlines because the author was like, anyone who calls him a Nazi for collecting Nazi paraphernalia is an idiot. And I think we all know that. Right. right. Like, the last we, line smart was people can all agree. His his <laughs> last line of like the article was something to the effect of like Harlan Crow's friends know that he's not a Nazi. Right. And it's like, but and yeah. those that don't, of course, they jump to that because they're not smart like his friends. And you're like, 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 oh, right. What? Because America is a meritocracy and we can all just agree on that and move on. But right. yeah. as we talked about the last time we covered this, the guy Graham Wood is a like he as he mentioned in the first article, like grew up in the same town as Harlan Crow in like Dallas and would like run past his compound and like peer through the gates and like wonder what was go- so he's just, he is like a lifelong fan of this billionaire or and, at least like, his property yeah his yeah, property, his, property. <laughs> his mystique yeah. yeah you know so he's he's always wanted to just get in there he's yeah. been looking for this opportunity to you know we all peek over the fence of a villain's mansion and yes. go maybe me someday i oh, wish yeah. i could hang in hang out in there and oh yeah enjoy oh, some canapes yeah. let me tell you favorite plat Favorite pastime of black and brown people in the U.S. Peering over somebody's fence that you don't live there. Uh, that it always ends properly. And to always the point where I've never done that shit in my life. <laughs> but anyway, this piece, though, he really got the first piece got Harlan Crow's attention. And he was like, oh, shit, this. OK, these guys coming I have up. a fan standing up. Yeah, me. I like I fuck with this. Graham he Wood wants guy. to see my Nazi memorabilia. Yeah. Like, totally come on over. So, guess who got a personal invitation to Harlan Crow's yes. fucking sculpture garden? None other than Graham Wood. And apparently up top, he's like, look, man, I'm not gonna talk about this Clarence Thomas shit. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, for yeah. sure, oh, for yeah. sure. Obviously, <laughs> my guy. We will never, that's not even important to me. What I'm trying to do is humanize you. And this whole thing, it's about as predictably like a puff piece as you can imagine. Like it's filled with some really dumb equivocations. There's one part where Harlan Crow's like, I wouldn't be mad if like, let's say George Soros was friends with like the head of the World Bank. And oh. you're like, oh, y'all, oh. you really screamed that dog whistle into the mic. Okay. <laughs> like, and, okay. <laughs> and let's not pretend like a Supreme Court justice is some kind of rabid capitalist business person. But I guess maybe that's what is being revealed is that we, these these people are not really here to adjudicate fairly that they're they can you know they're ideological pieces that can be manipulated by people like Harlan Crow. But again, I think overall this piece is just a really 
really cool moment where this journalist completely misses the point in order to like, like curry favor with a billionaire that he like admires and tries to pretend as if his ties to Clarence Thomas aren't deeply problematic. He's like, of course, you should disclose that stuff. Obviously, I'm saying that. He's like, what was the fucking problem if he bought his mom's house yeah. and she lives there rent free? Or paying like, his nephew's tuition. Yeah, Harlan's just a good dude. He's always just helping people who happen to be on the Supreme Court. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Always. Like, he knows where it. to put his money. The title of the piece is called The Collector. Right. Because you're like, yeah. wow, great. I love that. Which is him. just, which I just, I like, they just wave off the collecting Nazi memorabilia so easily. Like, just, it's not like collecting lucky pennies. Okay. Like, in Germany, people aren't allowed to collect Nazi memorabilia. I studied German history and I have no interest in collecting, like, Nazi memorabilia. Like, what? It's just so what? fascinating that some of the three leaders during World War II were all artists. I just think there's a fun story there. That's what he says about buying <laughs> yeah. Hitler's painting. That's just a fun story. He said there's a fun story there. Like, uh, okay. What, what's the fun? I mean, I think, this is where I'm like, dig I, in. Let's ask, him more, let's ask him more questions. I think at best, right, he's so disconnected from what it means to collect Nazi shit that he really doesn't see an issue because like, oh, like I'm not affected by white supremacy or hate like in ways like that. Plus my money insulates me from that kind of reality. So I truly look at it as buying like old shit. Not even yeah. that I don't like, I like it. I'm just like, just I can afford it. story. Like, I don't know what, it, I don't know. Hitler wasn't that scary. I, even when I think of myself, I probably would have been fine. During the third <laughs> right. so. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, what are, what are we afraid of here? Yeah. What's the issue? But yeah, like there, there's another part though, too, where like Graham Wood really wants to underline crows, like never Trump, like bona fides, or he's like, Man, like he he hates Trump, though. Like he hates him. So like, huh? Like it's just kind of like out of nowhere just saying that. Like, so that's got to count for something. It's like, but at the end of the day, he is so invested in the conservative like legal movement that like what I don't understand why you think that one is different from the other because they're both they're both like trains that are moving in the exact same direction. Yeah. One um, is impolite and draws attention to itself, yeah. which yeah. is against the rules, especially for people who are part of you know, the the tradition of collecting and protecting uh, generational wealth. Yeah. You know, so yeah. the Trump is bad for those people. There was there, there was another good quote that was saying how Harlan Crow, like, actually, he doesn't feel powerful at all. He doesn't get why he's like, he's like, I'm actually not that powerful. I'm a I'm little like, baby. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'm little <laughs> and weak. He's like, that's Joe. <laughs> he's like. He, they even like in the thing that they're like saying, even President Biden has said, he's like, how he's like, you think you're going to be calling the shots? He's like, I take more orders now as, as president than I ever thought I would as like a, yeah, as no a way shit. to be like, yeah, yeah, because you don't know where you are, Holmes. That's why. Yeah. Hey, go because over you're part of a Democratic there. Party that is fucking tied irrevocably to massive billionaires like this asshole. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it just and, like it's fun to like paint it as like he doesn't even think he's he himself thinks he's weak so it's okay like yeah it, it's totally fine it. if i'm not actually because i don't think i have the power like right. sometimes i call clarence thomas and he doesn't even call me back until like 15 minutes later yeah. <laughs> i'm very very weak okay? those 15 minutes they feel like an hour i gotta right. tell uh, you man and i tell I've, I've told my woke granddaughter who just got back from liberal arts college i i've been ghosted too okay <laughs> by clarence it's tough out here it's hard for a billy yeah. You know what I mean? 
But yeah, it's it's more predictable, like nonsense. I don't know why they're all in on this like campaign to like try and defend Harlan Crow or like wh- like what the editors at the Atlantic are like. Oh, you got another Harlan Crow piece? Yeah, load yeah. it up in the hop. But again, at the end let's of the day, let's go. It's truly to be that's like, what the kids say, right? Let's yeah, go. Yeah, oh, yeah. Let's, let's go. Fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> the Atlantic offices. <laughs> He's like, yo, let's Graham, go. Like, yeah, spraying Lacroix all over. This each one, other. it's different. Yeah. My God, bro, this one's busting, busting. You didn't tell me about this. I actually believe he's a normal guy. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I think it just shows legacy media is still there. They're still entrenched yeah. the billionaire culture. Yeah. So they're not going to about to they're not about to point fingers and shit. No. Yeah, this guy, by the way, graduated from Harvard and currently is also a lecturer in political science at Yale University. So oh, the, really in touch with the people, the mainstream yeah. media, Ivy League, like that whole yeah. insular circle of people just cranking each other off and being like, we're all we all get it right. Like we we can't yeah. tell the truth here. Right. We, we know <laughs> that there's a an order yeah. to things, if you know what I'm saying. And it like ultimately comes down to fucking eugenics and being fascists like being wealth fascists essentially i wonder if they like i I can imagine they listen to run the world by beyonce and they go Uh who run the world they're like us Us. (laughs) we love this one Yeah, yeah. Harlan like, Crow is definitely like on his little stationary bike, pumping that in his ears. Absolutely, like a headband, or he's on yeah, those just, exercise bikes that has the yeah, arm oh yeah, with the little too. arms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's got the old timey like workout equipment oh, from yeah. Nazi Germany. That's like a jiggle <laughs> belt that like jiggles your belly until the, it's supposed to just like make the, just, like, belt, make the fat, fat melt off. He's like, this is my gold kettlebell. It's from uh, <laughs> it's from stolen teeth. From oh, yes. never mind. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Anyway, it, it weighs a ton though. All right. Uh, from one billionaire to uh, probably uh, David Zaslow is probably not a billionaire yet, and that's so. We, Boo, I think we, we talking can about on his way. Probably. Yeah, we're he might be on his way, uh, which is why we're going to give him the dignity of talking about him. He delivered a commencement speech at his alma mater, BU. He is the Warner Brothers Discovery CEO who has done a lot of kind of fucked up shit and like started the trend of just cutting all sorts of yeah uh, like canceling a movie that had already been completed canceling a bunch of shows that existed the whole family department at hbo max getting rid of the animation department uh he came up with the max idea of joining discovery plus and hbo max to just be max max which is one of the worst branding choices and maybe the history of advertising oh man but the ads they're really winning me over those ads are all over nba playoff Uh, basketball my my favorite part is when they're like all the tv you love and it's like the wire the sopranos secession and then they'll just throw in 90 day fiance (laughs) (laughs) and house hunters international yeah and i'm like you know what they're not wrong i'm like facts i know all of those back to yeah so (laughs) yeah but so he didn't get very far into his speech and in fact uh, people started booing even during his introduction oh yeah and there was just a constant ebb and flow of heckling throughout his 20 minutes so yeah let's uh Let's let's, let's hear. Take a listen to what. Let's see what like. happens when they brought this man coming to the stage right now, and the booze yes, ring out. Mr. President, I have the honor to present David Zasloff for Boston University's honorary degree. Is he? Here we go. Look at him. Look at him. Wow. 
<laughs> so uncomfortable. Yeah. And and the claps are just the people on stage. Oh, yeah. Understand. yeah. Close to the microphone. Just being like... Just... Guys, yeah, yeah wow. It's, it's really going across the quad, man. You can hear that. Yeah, he, yeah. he was definitely... He was not. I. It's. It's. I love seeing that when like these uh. fucking out of touch wealthy people think they're about to be fucking welcomed by a chorus of cheers, yeah. and it's just like, "Fuck you!" And they're like, yeah, "Just oh. uh, boo!" And then the the professors in the background trying not to laugh. Yeah, those were my favorite. Yeah, people. just looking just at like, their knees with like a smile yeah. on their face. Yeah, just a smile. <laughs> like, yeah, like when Fergie sang the national anthem at that one All Star game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, well, say, can you see? And people were like, everyone's just like, just don't, 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 don't yeah, react. Don't react. I'm going to bite my nails. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he, I don't know, people screamed, pay your writers. We don't want you here. And more to the point, shut up, Zez Lab. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good chant. That's not even yeah, just shut, shut up, up. Zez Lab. <laughs> While the strike is bigger than one studio, it's pretty easy to see why he is kind of being portrayed as the mascot for the bad guys here, not least of which because his compensation last year was nearly $250 million. And they are treating writers and creatives like shit just generally across the board. Well, yeah, and also, like, when you think of how how rigid all the streamers are being about royalties, too, like, yeah. you look at him and what he's presiding over, you're like, yeah, man, there's a, a lot of shit. Uh, a lot of roads are leading to you or, you know, the yeah. networks like yours. Well, and, and a, a big ahead. part of him, like, taking these shows down is that, you know, it is a tax write-off or whatever, but it also stops them from play, paying residuals to writers and the actors, uh, which is... Residuals on TV, oh, you'd make so much money. Broadcast, residuals for streaming, you may be lucky if you get like a 50 cent check. So it's already a thing where it's like the writers aren't making much money off of this. They're going to fight to get more money on residuals. And his idea is just, well, if we just take the shows off, then you'll never get the residuals. And other networks are clearly following suit. So it's just like... Yeah, Zaslav, like, you, fuck you. Right. <laughs> fuck you for giving Hollywood this idea because now every platform is doing it. Yeah. He later issued a statement after his commencement speech saying that he is immensely supportive of writers. But he there's also a recent interview in which he said that the thing that will end the strike is not a fair deal for writers, but rather a love of working. Get <laughs> Fuck. They just need to. Just, oh yeah, come you back know to us, the right? Job. We just love it so much that, like, uh, even if I'm getting paid unfairly, I just got to do it. I just love it, love it, love it, love it, love it so much. Yeah. It's like, yeah, for the people that like are the own business owners, they are still so stuck in this mindset where they think, yeah, like everyone loves to toil. I don't understand. Like right. I'm making money, they make a pittance that they can live off of and have their little bites of bread or whatever poor people eat. And it all starts working. I love that he thinks that the love of working is going to motivate people. Because guess what? If you can't support yourself, it means fuck all to work. Like, but David, please, let's just let's just check in one more time with the students of Boston University just so we can hear them. The look on his face, by the way, like his mouth just turned into like a like completely horizontal line across when they started booing. He was oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Like and he's Kenneth also Branagh's wearing ridiculous mouth. sunglasses. Like, he doesn't sunglasses want anyone to see that he's crying. Yes. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. they're, like, polarized and mirrored. It looks yeah. like he got off, like, a fishing boat off the coast of Florida or something. 
Yeah. Like the yeah. way that he's got these lenses. Anyway, but let, let's He thinks let's hear he's the serving youth. Hollywood, but he's actually serving, yeah, like fishing charter. Guy who just chartered a fishing boat. You're serving Clearwater, Florida, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and and you're at a boat party where Connor Cruz, Tom Cruise's son, is DJing. That's what you're saying. <laughs> well, also DJ, what's his name? The Golden Goldman Sachs CEO. Oh yeah. <laughs> Some people will be looking for a fight. <laughs> uh-huh. Like the writers, are the writers looking for a fight? So. <laughs> and he gave thumbs up, like, the yeah, I get you. Yeah, I get it. I suck. But don't be the one they find it with. <laughs> Terrible. Focus on people's good qualities. Uh-huh. Jack was right. Okay. Jack In my right. career, I've seen so many talented people Is lose opportunities Welch? or jobs because they couldn't like get writers? along with others. Because they sorry. couldn't get along that with others. That's a weird way. Yes. Like, I think it's going to be like, because they asked for too much in negotiations. they asked for too much because people weren't ready for their ideas. And it's like, no, <laughs> they were just very talented and smart, but they couldn't get along with me, an asshole. Yeah, yes. you should have seen when they said, I was racist. You see, you're being difficult. Now I'm not going to work with <laughs> people you. People will see? be looking for a fight, but don't give it to them. Like, that's how he views conflict is like something yeah. to be avoided and just like he's it's, basically telling writers not to strike in his speech. Yeah, yeah. Or just what your mindset needs to be to be a fucking like heinous multi gazillionaire is to be like, dude, don't there will. It's basically there will be haters. Right. Just know that. But don't give them a reason to hate because right. yeah. you will become powerful enough. Or you can completely fuck the haters over, just so you know. Just so right. you know. Let's see what the idea of like somebody who just got this lucky giving a speech telling people like how to do it, and his speech is like, you just gotta <laughs> not not push back when people are yeah. mean to you. Just, right. just don't, take you know, it, baby. Just take it and like just that's fine. And yeah. I, just don't be the person they're looking for a fight for, sir. Like you're the one. You're <laughs> you are it. Yeah. You're, yeah. How's that working? Choose for you? the people that you work with. Oh, Figure can't. out what you like about a person. <clears throat> There's always something, <clears throat> and do what it takes to navigate their challenges. We all have them. The reality is, most of us don't pay enough attention to our weaknesses. Okay. Mm. Wow. Yeah, you're saying a lot already. Okay, cool, man. <laughs> yeah, okay, buddy. Uh, sure. Dave. Big D. Yeah. Dave. There's also that Vanity Fair profile I don't think we've covered yet, but there's like yeah. a Vanity Fair profile where they're like the the he's, subhead he's just a is a regular guy. After 15 years running Discovery, the media mogul for Main Street opens up for Main Street opens up about his upcoming battle with Disney and Netflix. He's a reflection of his audience, says Nancy Pelosi. He's a regular guy. Mm-hmm. The arbiter says of Says Nancy the norm. Pelosi. Yeah. <laughs> the most normal guy. Just the most. Uh, Nancy yeah, Pelosi person. knows normal guys. Yeah. She oh, knows yeah. Salt normal of guys. the earth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think my favorite part of that whole thing is there's like a story of someone the on a yacht. Story. Yeah, the fleabag story where like David is on a yacht with all his friends and they put on one of his own properties. I think it's like fleabag. Yeah. I've been hearing good things about like, this fleabag. Have this you guys fleabag. seen this? Should we check it out? I, Which at this point, I think like, it's fleabag be came cool. out like fucking what five years ago <laughs> like this is so past the prime right yeah. right right and then there's this sex scene and he truly is like stop everything 
like pause. We either all have to decide we're turning this off or yes. we're all just going to sit like sit silently and stare ahead and not look at each other. <laughs> he sounds like a youth pastor trying to yeah. navigate that moment. Like, right. Like what what's the quote in that one? The group <laughs> found itself in the midst of a hot and heavy sex scene a minute into the first episode of Fleabag. <laughs> pause exclamation point. So I put my hand up, recalls Zaslov. I go, "Whoa." So they stop it. <laughs> and I said, "Okay." Here's the strategy. Bang. We're, we either shut it off or we put it back on and everybody only looks forward. We don't look at each other until it's over. It sounds like he was telling them not to look at him so he could jerk off. Jerk Her, off. Yeah. Right? He wanted to jerk it off. Sounds he like, like he's like everyone. Nobody eyes looks at each off. other. Right. Yeah. I'm gonna cross and nobody, my legs when for you a hear bit. something weird over here, you don't look over look at away. me. You definitely you don't make eye contact, which I've said. About this whole trip, whole no time, eye yeah. contact. No eye contact. Don't look at me. Especially <laughs> not when I'm jacking off to this scene that we're we're all. We made a fucking vow, Kevin. Eyes ahead, you fucking loser. Come on, man. We made <laughs> that a fucking vow. So weird. We Stick don't to the strategy. look at each other. We what? don't look at each other during a. F- which also the fleabag sex scenes like aren't sexy. No, they're, like they're all I, like awkward, uncomfortable. I which I get why. that. That's the but, thing you could comment on after. Be like, man, that was awkward to be watching that so, with you, yeah. my workmates. My like, workmates. But my instead, he's is, like, we're all going to jack off to this, right? Don't look at each other. Right? <laughs> Don't look at me. So well. is that because strategy is the operative word here? I'm like, what are they? What is what is the yeah. shared uh-huh. aim they are trying to achieve <laughs> with said strategy? Just the is CEO it, brain of thinking you have to say, okay, here's the strategy, here's right. the strategy. during yeah, yeah. sex. In his mind, yeah. he's like, he's like, David, you're getting a boner, you're getting a boner. Whoa, 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 whoa. Tell him to shut it off. Tell him, whoa, pause, guys. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Here we go. Okay. Here's the strategy. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? What are you talking Wait, about, what? fool? Uh, yeah. And I, I just need to know what it is like watching so many shows with him. Like, how is he getting through Euphoria? I'd oh. like, let me watch an episode of Euphoria with David Soslov. What's that strategy? What is the strategy, buddy? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It's, it's, it's terrifying. And again, it's so terrifying to think that these are the kinds of people that are at the helm of these massive networks that make the decisions that come down. Yeah. What kind of creativity we see like manifest on the screen. Some guy, who is so like sexually repressed or whatever the fuck's going on here that he has to go, whoa, pause. (laughs) Everyone look ahead. No, 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 no. Oh my God. What did I get into with this HBO crap? (laughs) Right? Like what, what did you think you were buying? But even with that, it's like you have discovery plus, which is like, you know, a lot of your shows are like 90 day fiance, you, me and my ex, like the, it's like the Darcy, too. Darcy and Stacy, where they're just like half naked all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, Especially now, like where they're like leaning into showing more like intimate scenes and it gets like way more salacious to the point. So, of, like, yeah, I've been more uncomfortable with certain depictions of like sexual encounters with like cast members on 90 Day Fiance than I ever have been with anything like normal. Yeah. Like script than Fleabag or anything. Yeah. yeah. Like 90 Day of the Single Life when they had Deb and that old guy just like straight up like groping yeah. each other and, and like, making out on screen. Oh, come on. Like, That's no. come on. Uh, pause. Yeah. Pause. Strategy. Okay, here's the strategy. <laughs> we need to strategize. Um, I'm going to hit myself in the head with a hammer. <laughs> uh, and don't call an ambulance for at least 15 minutes. Yeah, but that's that's just mainstream America. That's just... He's that's a regular like guy. Regular guy. Yeah. The regular guy. Says me, Nancy, $100,000 ice cream freezer Pelosi. <laughs> Pelosi. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta have a second 
freezer for your ice cream, right? Yeah, I mean, just well, it's got to be that drawer kind. You're not going to yeah. open it like a French it's like a door. Like, That's door? stupid. You want the fr- you want the Hidden slide drawer. out. You want to see all those Jenny flavors mm-hmm. that are fourteen dollars a pint or whatever. Yeah, and yeah, it's all good. It's all good. He's Beautiful. normal. He's normal. He's normal, folks. He's normal. He eats Briar's ice cream. Yeah. He's normal, okay? Normal. <laughs> be interesting to see if he, like, doubles down now, if he's, like... Yeah, my guess, CEO my mentality is, like, this is yeah. this is his villain origin story. And he starts, like, joining... That was the White House, White House Correspondence Dinner? Yeah, he starts, like, joining the Elon Musk chats that he's been inviting him to. Where he already yeah, open is, white You don't think he's been talking yeah. Yeah. already? Absolutely. Yeah, if he's not already. But again, it's not just even this. Like, look at where, because he's also in charge of CNN. And like, look at what happened with that Trump town hall and like how much they're trying to court Donald Trump back onto CNN for their, just for ratings. Ratings, baby. We uh, made the news. And that is our job as people who cover the news. I heard the quote. Make the news. (laughs) The quote, discord makes my dick hoard is actually a David Saslov quote. It's actually Uh, David Saslov. Not Roman Roy, but yeah. Not Roman, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. All right. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. And we're back. We're back. And so Adidas has revealed their strategy for uh, <laughs> selling off. The, all right, now. here's the strategy. <laughs> strategy. All right, so I paused Kanye West, the Kanye. Anti-Semitic. Yeah. Paused the Kanye interview. I said, all right, <laughs> here's the strategy, folks. We either pretend it didn't happen or we watch it and feign ignorance after the fact. <laughs> <laughs> what it went with both. <laughs> right. Yeah. They went so, with both. Yeah, after belatedly cutting ties with Kanye, Adidas is stuck with a ton of Yeezy merch, and we're worried that they'd lose a lot of money if they couldn't find a way to repurpose all the tainted products. And their solution seems to be just like to sell the leftover Yeezy sneakers, which apparently 
They're valuing at $1 billion. We'll see what the market <laughs> says about that. I don't think anybody wants to be wearing I mean, Yeezys I've, right I've now. Gone on no. the, I've been on the Yeezy subreddit where fans of the shoes like all congregate, and they it's like manna from heaven time for these people. <laughs> oh, still? Like, Oh yeah, because well, I mean they're like, just you, good shoes. I'm telling you, if you were where if you were fucking Not rocking true. Yeezys, you never gave a fuck to be. Yeah, with. you didn't. You were care. so like, you were so mesmerized by his celebrity. Kanye, yeah. You're not letting go of that. No, and also, no, no. I mean, I think every Yeezy thing I've seen is ugly as hell. So if yeah. you're wearing that, you're like you're just into him. Yeah, right. it's it's a good way to like out yourself as someone with yeah. like not yeah, great sense, style sense or can't read like the tone of society at the moment. They're like, you are wearing Air Himmlers. <laughs> um, but, okay, do that. But yeah, yeah. So they're valuing it at worth one billion dollars. Uh, proceeds will be donated to various anti-racism groups, uh, including the Anti-Defamation League. Good, good. Yeah. So it's that's, that's going to make Kanye angry. You know, where they're going to give a solid what five percent probably. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> the yeah. thing. Not all Where's... the money's going. They're, they're Not all of it. A portion of. I've seen portion. I've seen the word chunk. I love when a significant amount will be donated. Okay. Is the direct quote. How about oh. you assign a dollar amount to that word? Because yeah. it's a yeah. little nebulous, family. Which I would amount like to are we know. talking here? Let's yeah. talk a percentage of sales instead of a, a chunk, a set. Right, as, right, what, right. what are we doing here, Adidas? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Right, exactly. And they're like, well, actually, after costs and things, they're like, wait, hold on now. What? How, just how much money are you giving? That's the yeah. thing I'm really curious by. Because if they're part of their calculus is, we're about to take a L. We're about to have to eat a billion dollars worth of product that we can't sell. Some of that has to be like, how much can we make to be okay with it? Not, yeah. well, the best version is just to give this away. And then, you know, this this is how we make amends for basically looking like we stand by this bullshit. But, yeah, because they're know. still basically making money off of these products designed by an anti-Semitic person who probably will still get some money out of this. Like, I don't see a way where they sell all this stuff at a discount and Kanye's not getting, like, some kind of percent of that. Right, Like, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, I wonder if, like, a lot of the negotiations, like, the, the reason it took so long for them to come up with this, here's the strategy, was because they were trying to get him to sign off on, like, a strategy like this. That's yeah. Like, you know, we, we have to make it look like we are not racist, man. Like, like come, come on. on. How's yeah. the stock price easy? doing? We're at the same time, they cut their deal with Beyonce and Ivy Park. So they, they just, maybe they hate black people. And when are they going to discount all the Ivy Park? That's what I'm, that's what? the sale I'm waiting for. Well, like, did they really? I mean, the last thing I heard about Ivy Park was that it was like dropping and everybody was like clamoring. Oh, like, no, no. Like there was up. a big uh, Wall Street Journal article that was like, yeah, Ivy Park does not sell. Adidas has lost like billions of dollars on this deal with Beyonce because oh, no, wow. like none of the uh, like collections she put out ever recouped the money they spent to like do it and promote it. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Yeah. And people were just like, there was no clear idea of like what these clothes were even for. <laughs> Right, like people right, were just right. like, when do you see people out wearing Ivy Park? It's like gym wear and it doesn't make sense. Uh, there were a lot of drops happening that I had like very similar clothing, but it would just be different patterns. I know because I would buy all of them <laughs> right. and I would just be like, oh, cool. These are the same pants. It's just instead of like pink, you know, Ivy Park logos, they're orange Ivy Park logos. OK, Gotta Beyonce, sure. Yeah. Here's my $80. Right. And they ended the deal. They were just like, we're done. And everyone is just like, well, when is that 
going to go on discount? When are, when are we right. seeing Ivy Park? We're actually going to burn the product. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, wait, and what? now she has like a designer deal that I'm like, I'll never be able to afford that. But like, where is my Ivy Park in the Adidas like outlet mall? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Like, coming yeah. to a Ross near you. Yeah. Should be yeah. There. Oh, I have that cow print skirt too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Becca, uh, so Becca's in the Rebecca's chat. She's saying. like. Yeah, but it, I love that. That was my favorite collection. She did a whole like denim cowboy cow print collection. That was like the peak. I think that's maybe the only one that like legit sold out and had good sales. And then after that, it was just downhill and people think, being yeah. like, where do I wear denim chaps, Beyonce? <laughs> right. And like, that's also not what I look for from Adidas necessarily. Right. Yeah. It's like denim. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think yeah. that's the other thing, too, is like, I mean, look, she's a capitalist. Her and Jay-Z have said as much. They know they're, they're there to secure baggage like. Shout out to them for buying a $200 million house in Malibu cash money over yeah. the weekend. Wow. Only lines they cross is dollar signs and also picket lines. <laughs> yeah. Also picket lines, actually. Oh, yeah. I'm going to do a party at Chateau Marmont. Yeah, yeah, yeah no yeah. problem. Wasn't that, wasn't that him? Wasn't that? That him? was Jay-Z. And then yeah, back yeah. in like 2007, it came out that they were like, uh, the Grammys were happening during the last writer's strike. And they were like, hey, musicians, you shouldn't perform. Like the Grammys aren't going to get a waiver to do it. And Beyonce was like, I just straight up came out and was like, I don't care about the strike. I will perform at the Grammys no matter what. I'm Beyonce. I'm an unstoppable force. Not even <laughs> it was just strike. like, Beyonce, yeah. you did not have to say this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Hey, it's okay. FYI. Yeah, just FYI. And like the strike ended the week before the Grammy. So it was fine. But I just love that she was like, just FYI, I don't care. Yeah. Hey, just in case it was unclear to anyone. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. But I will break a picket line. Who check me? Nobody. And I mean, Disney is streaming, uh, is purging a bunch of streaming content. And we, I feel like we would be remiss if we did not use this opportunity, Ashley Ray, to ask you. Yeah. Like, what? So, what, what we're are we losing missing? Willow. We're yeah. losing Why the Last Man. Uh, yeah. We're losing the Turner and Hooch reboot. Oh. The. Ask Jeff Goldblum or something with like uh, Jeff, the world according to Jeff the world Goldblum. according to uh, which came out at a weird time because it was also when there were like kind of some cancel him things coming out with like young women being like mm. oh, he's kind of weird and so that show didn't get a lot of promotion. Uh, but I think what a lot of people are missing is that there are a lot of Hulu shows that are being purged in this Disney Hulu blend because that's basically what's happening is right. they're going to combine Disney Plus and Hulu into one app. And then Disney said, well, Hulu, you have to get rid of your, like, dirty stuff that isn't Disney aligned. Uh, so they got rid of The Premise, which is a really funny show that BJ Novak did that looks right. at, like, gun control. Uh, there's, like, the best episode is about this guy who designs the world's best, like, anal dildo. And <laughs> obviously Disney was like, no, thank you. <laughs> but if you get the chance to see it before it's taken off forever on like May 26th or the 24th, uh, go watch all the premise. They also took off Maggie, which was like a sweet little rom-com, you know, modern day girl dating. Same with Everything's Trash, which was Phoebe Robinson and was basically about like a trashy, dirty, slutty black girl. We don't get that kind of representation. Right. So it felt really cool. <laughs> uh, and I think they also took off Oh, what was it? It was the premise, Maggie. Oh, and Dollface, which that one was shocking because Hulu fought to keep Dollface, uh, canceled High Fidelity, which people, that was like the the TV version of the movie right. uh, had so many Zoe Kravitz in it. Everyone was like, this is going to be a hit, but it was so expensive. They were like, we don't want that. We're going to focus our money on Dollface. They made two more seasons. It had like Cat Dennings. It was pretty funny. And now they're just like, screw that. Take it all off the internet. No one can ever see it again. So, <laughs> yeah. And we're out. It reminds me of the latest season of Barry where they like debut that 
series yeah. <laughs> on like some streaming platform and it's like number one for a night and then the next day they cancel it because they cancel it's like it. not like the performing algorithm. with the right al- algo yeah. with the right algo yeah and it is a lot of this is like shows they didn't promote like i know people didn't hear about maggie and so it's like you could still promote these things and have people watch them and have them become cult hits but then guess what? They get popular and you're paying residuals to people because people are watching these shows and that's not what they want. So, right. Yeah. Oof. It just, yeah. And it sucks. I have so many friends who have written on these shows and then also wrote on like the HBO shows that are coming down. And now I have multiple friends who are like, the last three shows I've worked on, you can't watch anywhere. Like they don't exist. Right. <laughs> they that's don't what's... exist. Like you, you, they're not on illegal streaming sites usually unless they kind of were big enough. I think think Dollface because it had multiple seasons you could probably watch on an illegal site but like the premise nobody paid attention to that show when it came out like nobody right. knew BJ Novak did a whole show like I felt like I only knew about it because you were tweeting about it initially yeah and I was, I was like, the oh, only shit, person tweeting good. and talking about it and it, it's really good it has Tracy Ellis Ross Iowa Berry, like so many good people in it and I thought for sure, like, oh, the FX, BJ Novak's, it's going to ride that wave of, like, the bear and all of this. Right. And instead, it's, you know, them just kind of taking away shows that also make the history and culture of these dating apps and or of dating apps, of these streaming apps and of what people are interested in unclear. When you just take these shows off, you don't see, like, oh, there was a resurgence of, like, female-led rom-coms during this time where we got Dollface, High Fidelity, Everything's Trash, and instead it's just, oh, it never Um, happened. And in the future when it's like, oh, why aren't there these, like, female-led comedies? Why is everything so male-focused? And it's like, oh, because they erased it. Right. Right. They're going to be like, (laughs) did did nothing get made between 2020 and 2023? Yeah. It's just like, actually, everything got made between those years. Everything got made and just was erased. And obviously, a lot of the shows that are getting cut are shows that feature a lot of diversity that come from people of color. Uh, A lot of the HBO Max shows that got cut had to do with, you know, uh, Gordita Chronicles, Latina showrunners. And I think with Disney, the biggest thing that shocked people was that they wanted to remove uh, their documentary, Harold, uh, which is about the guy who basically created The Little Mermaid and made Disney like this huge animated movie, like hit destination studio. Yeah. Uh, and he was gay. And then Disney was like, with The Little Mermaid reboot coming out, was like, take it off. We don't the want new it. Little Mermaid reboot is dedicated to the memory of Howard Ashman. Of and then- and- <laughs> And then how the the documentary Howard was is being taken off. They they reversed course because they recognize yeah. this as a bad look. Yeah. So many people <laughs> were like, do you really want to get rid of the one documentary about a gay guy right before Pride Month? And also when you just put a movie out dedicated to him. Right. Yeah. Right. Dedicated to his memory, which his we are memory, trying to erase. Which we <laughs> right. would like to erase because no, now that truly we just are to the memory of him. Yeah. That's all. Just, <laughs> just to, the, to memory. the memory, yeah. but not to anything that could hurt our stock price if, you know, some conservatives see gay in our content. Yes. Right, exactly. Of course. They're like, I told you, they're... Uh, anyway, but yeah, good luck to them as their their ongoing fight against Ron DeSantis. Like, we're like, oh, Jesus Christ. That, yes, that yeah. battle where everyone loses. But hey, we'll see where that ends up to. Ashley, such a pleasure having you back uh, on the show. Where can people find you and follow you? 
Follow me at the Ashley Ray on all the platforms, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, whatever. Uh, and if you're in New York, June 6th, I'll be recording my debut album at Union Hall. Woo! Uh, okay. Yeah, Ice Cream Money. Yeah. Get your tickets. They're on sale. And yeah. Gotta be good nice. shows. I can't pull up. Pull yeah. up. We'll catch Ashley there. It's gonna be a good and time. You gotta are you have a you have an outfit for this stand up special? Uh I think I'm gonna go full Ivy Park. Full Ivy Park yes. down gaps. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Let them know ahead of time. <laughs> uh is there a work of media that you've been enjoying? Oh, I gotta give it to the Randall Scandal documentary that just came out on Hulu today. It is about Randall from the Vanderpump Rules universe. Uh, I know everyone is talking about the Scandaval issue and that whole affair, but Uh the Randall scandal is about Lala's husband who, like, cheated on her, was super abusive to all of his assistants. And then it comes out that he, like, stole money from 50 Cent and was part of the whole, like, elder abuse against Bruce Willis and also is involved in Vanderpump Rules. And I had no idea about any of this. And it very good. Oh, just makes the Vanderpump Rules watching experience even better. The Randall scandal. Wow. Oh, yeah. The Randall Amazing. scandal. Miles, where can people find you? Is there a work of media you've been enjoying? It sounds like a like a new influencer or kind of like Joanne the Scammer. Kind of like, there's like, yo, there's Randall scandal. That's, yeah. That accounts lit. Randall scandal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, find me at Miles of Gray, wherever they got at symbols. Find Jack and I on our podcast. Not Miles not sad boosties, but yeah. you know, it's Miles and Jack got mad boosties. It's still mad boosties. It's not sad boosties. Because uh, look, contemplative th- boosties, contemplative boosties, one hundred percent. Because yeah, the Celtics are also in a way as well, mm. so I I can go to sleep with that on my mind. Uh, also, uh, Sophia Alexandra on uh, four twenty day fiance. Right now, we're talking about love is blind because I'm catching up since the baby. I've been so behind, but I got to uh, get I'm getting. I'm getting it all in. I want to be able get to your talk priorities straight. Got to be able yeah. to participate in the discourse because that's oh yeah. Is oh wait. Else. I'm sorry. Can I also say, and if you want more TV talk from me, please listen yes. to TV I say on Earwolf wherever you listen to podcasts. Yes, exactly. The most Always important place. That they pay me the, <laughs> to say that to people. Look, look, we smoke weed. It's it's easy to, to not get caught in the self <laughs> right, And I'm like, right, right. I talk time. about TV like every week. TV I say. Oh, yeah. That's what I do. Oh, right, right. That part. Right, <laughs> For right, sure. Right. That's what I do. Uh, and then let's see. Uh, do I like a work of media? I don't think so. Uh, what did I see? I saw something recently. No, no, no. Miles saw anything. all your tweets and found them lacking. Yeah, was not entertained <laughs> even a little Try bit harder. by his timeline. <laughs> yeah, what can I say? <laughs> At Extra Napkins tweeted a picture of a big, like, family-sized M&M's package, and it says, it, it's just, like, on, on the side, it has the blue M&M with sunglasses on it with, like, sticking his finger up in the air, like... He's vibing out or something. And it says, electronic music brings the energy for a summer full of fun. And Extra Napkins tweeted, why is Eminem saying this to me? (laughs) 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 That, like, that's, that was for 30 years, that was the entire marketing strategy of Pepsi was just to be like, we all like music, right? Music's fucking cool. <laughs> Anyways, drink Pepsi. Drink Pepsi. What? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, man? Hey, are you talking to me right now? To me? <laughs> People who make music drink Pepsi. You should drink Pepsi. Yeah, <laughs> but look. I think they gave up on that strategy because they no longer had the Super Bowl show this year. So I'm wondering. Oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe Eminem's is trying to step in and be like, we like to dance, right? And when you think of dance music, think of M&M's. Think of M&M's. When you, yeah, when you're turning up on Molly, 
pick of M&M's. <laughs> yeah, they are like little. Nothing better in your mouth than dehydrating M&M's. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, the best. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a yeah. Facebook fan page and a website dailyzeitgeist.com where we post yeah. our episodes and our footnotes no. where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode as well as a song that we think you might enjoy Miles what's the song you think people might enjoy well we were just talking about the, the demise of Ivy Park so allow me to resurrect Beyonce one more time because over the weekend she dropped a track with Kendrick Lamar yes. and his verse is wild on it it's called America Has a Problem yes. which you already knew that the remix with, with Kendrick. Kung Fu Kenny. Damn. So yeah, check this one out. It's uh it's this one. Like it's like the second time they've he had a track on yeah. Lemonade. Think, uh, right? Yeah. It yeah. was on Lemonade. Yeah. So hey, great collaborators, uh just letting you know, you know, they're still New here Kung despite Fu the Ivy Ivy Park not being on the yeah. show. Yeah. All right. Well, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for us this morning. Back this afternoon to tell you what is trending, and we'll talk to you all then. Bye. Bye. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.